Hello, hello. Hello. And welcome to the New York Mystery Machine. That's a weird, that's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird one. That's a weird voice. You're welcome. Like I'm going to do the rest of the episode like this. I think I'm a southern mouse named Petunia. <laughs> it's so, you guys, what episode is this? I don't know. Like, where are we on this journey? I don't we know, aren't... 60, 70? 70. I bet it's like 70 because we were 66. I can say, I can it might be 68. I'm can... putting a bet. It's going to be 60. You're going to say 68? I'm saying 68. What's your... Don't look yet. I already looked. Oh, damn it, But it's too late. It is 68. Look. Look at me knowing Last things. week was 67 mm-hmm. as... Wait. Yes. 68. Um, <laughs> I just... It's weird that people still listen to our show. Fascinating, honestly. <laughs> like, I, every time, every day I look at our listener accounts, I'm like, how are they... That, that doesn't... How are they rising? <laughs> did, they, <laughs> did they listen to Christina? <laughs> did they hear that? Oh my gosh! Well, anyway, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you had a lot of turkey or tofurkey or whatever it is you eat, or nothing. Or well, I hope they had something to eat. Well, if, like or or something that you didn't celebrate. Thank you. Yeah, I hope they still ate though. I'm not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they still ate food. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the show, everyone. What a weird day this is. Um. We're so excited to to be here with all of you. Uh, this is our last November show. Yeah, the last November show. Um, Gosh, it's still November. November had too many weeks. <laughs> a lot of weeks this year. Is this more weeks? Do we have more weeks this year? <laughs> Do we add weeks in November? Um, did we we last week we had our Thanksgiving cornucopia? Yep. And on that Thanksgiving cornucopia, we had a bunch of mysteries. We did. And one person reached out with an idea of what happened to. Emma Biederbeck, Mrs. X, Mrs. X. That's again an Arrested Development I th- reference. I for think you. about Doctor X from How Much Mother. Oh. And remember, X marks a spot. <laughs> <laughs> so the person who wrote in um, suggested the possibility that um, that rather than walking all the way to Philadelphia, which seems kind of crazy, which I didn't think was a thing that happened. I I kind of assumed it was oh. and that's why she was walking 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 when you think about it she was found at like 12 30 in the morning the next day right so how long does it take to walk to philadelphia um, i imagine you could do it if you're just walking non-stop in 12 18 hours something like that i don't think i think that's grossly you under. think that's grossly let's see we're, Go- we're google mapping it right as we speak google Maps says to walk to philadelphia one day in seven hours oh yeah that's not gonna happen then um huh what if you walked really fast anyway um uh, this person suggested that um, the amnesia is brought on by um, trauma, right? So sometimes when you have a traumatic experience, you know, you block it out. You don't have a recollection. Sure. Um, and so the suggestion was that this, you know, she was kidnapped. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. So the person was kidnapped. Uh, the, and they were like, I don't want this. I don't want this. Or, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's the question. Like, why why release her? Like, what is the end goal? Want, she still had twelve dollars in her purse. Like, like why buy, do they? It's like buyer's remorse, like kid, kidnapper's remorse. <laughs> I don't know. If they want this. Actually. Maybe she was a real, real talker, and she like I, did not shut up. And was like, oh. I thought I wanted this white lady. I don't want. I this really white don't lady. want. I, I don't, don't want. I, I made, don't a, want made a huge mistake. Um, mistake. But that perhaps something along those lines, which would explain now that we know that it, you know, takes an, 
a day and seven hours to walk to Philadelphia. Uh, a quicker yeah. route would be to kidnap someone and put them in your car and drive yeah, yeah. them there. And then um, just like drop them off. And then drop them off once you've... But again, what what the motivation was, you know... Um, My hot take is still aliens. aliens. But thank you for reaching out, honest yeah. person. Uh, on, 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 reach out, have they reached out on our socials? Our socials? Yeah. Um, and so thank you. If you have any ideas um, and you want to reach out to us, um, you know what to do. Head over to our socials at NOA Mystery Machine on Instagram and Facebook at NOA Mysteries on the Twitter. Uh, or you can email us at NOA Mystery Machine at Gmail and um, we'll read your theories on, on the air. We have no problem doing that. Uh, sometimes they're crazy. Sometimes they're kooky. Sometimes they're very, in- they're very interesting. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, hit us up and we will do that. Um, I still think it's aliens. Yeah. That's my going thing. And I just looked at it's only nine hours to bike to Philadelphia. That's interesting. Maybe she biked the whole way. That's something I would do. I would bike to Philadelphia. For nine hours straight? I'd take a break. Yeah, she could only have taken a short break when you think about it. In any case, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, so excited. Um, today's going to be a fun episode. Before we get into it, as always, I want to thank all of our patrons. I want to invite you, if you're interested in joining our Patreon, joining that community, to head on over to patreon.com slash nymysterymachine for as low as $3. Um, you join our community for as low as 5 You get some cool stuff. There's a bonus. Uh, there's a patron There's a patron exclusive episode dropping, um, I believe. As we speak. As we speak. Yes, it's November still. So yes, it should be up this week. So um yeah, so um you'll get access to that. So uh do it up. It's a really it's a great thing and again, when you join, you get access to all the Patreon ex- exclusive episodes that we've done. So um if you're like, "Oh, I finished all the episodes, but I still want some more content." Um they're about 15 to 20 minutes long. Um I think the longest is maybe 20 minutes and the shortest yeah. is like 15 minutes. Um, and they're like, bite size. Yeah, they're bite size. There's no ads. You just you do them, you listen. Uh, the only way to listen to them is through the Patreon app or the Patreon website. So that's how to go do it. So you, you download Patreon or you, you go to the website and you can listen to us there. And the app works on just like iTunes or Spotify. You can click the episode and turn your phone, you know, Turn your screen off, put it in your pocket, do your thing if you want, if you do it on commutes and whatnot. So we invite you to do that. It's a fun journey. We have some really fun little tidbits. Last month was weird and kooky. We're excited about this month. So uh, join that community today. And uh, we are speaking on Patreon a little bit more. Oh. Because today's episode is a special episode because it is brought to us and you by our patrons. <gasps> what? So patrons who are our Broadway boogeymen. The Broadway <laughs> Boogeyman level is our fourth fourth level on Patreon. So if you join that level for $15 a month, you get to vote. And um, so this month, uh, listeners on patrons on that level were given three haunted hotels to choose. Um, and they chose the Sagamore Hotel. Ooh. And so today we're chatting all about the Sagamore Hotel. I know nothing about it. Well, that's good. We're going to learn a little bit about it. <laughs> so the Sagamore Hotel uh, is upstate New York in Bolton Landing. Bolton Landing is a hamlet. A hamlet? I tell you guys, I didn't know the phrase hamlet until this show. Until I do believe Hazel Drew's episode. <laughs> it wasn't Hazel Drew. It was, was it? it was a hamlet, oh, I'm pretty God. sure. And You're now we now we've said it a bunch of times. I said it earlier this season, mm-hmm. but um it's a hamlet. Do we know exactly what a hamlet is again? I think we defined it at the time, but don't ask me now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like tinier than a village, it's smaller than a bigger than a bread box, tinier than a village. Bigger than a bread box. Bigger than a bread box. Couldn't fit a hamlet in a bread box. Don't be ridiculous. A hamlet is a settlement which is too small to be considered a town or a village. 
Um, and is bigger than a bread box. Yeah. As a general rule, um, as a general rule, hamlets are rural and many of them arise around specific sites such as a mill or a large farm. I like that has specified that something that is too tiny to be considered a village or a town is probably rural. <laughs> it's not in a city. Couldn't find a, a hamlet in a city. Um, so this one, uh, this this, um, this hamlet is in the town of Bolton in Warren County, New York, and it's located on Lake George in the Adirondack Mountains. The Sagamore Hotel, the Sagamore Hotel, is actually basically on its own island. I'm going to show you exactly what I mean. That's the Sagamore Hotel. Oh, it's like straight up on its own island. Yeah, it is. It's it's on Green Island. Green Island. Um, not to be confused with Crown Island next to it. Which is next door, which is smaller, and it's it's right in uh, it's right in Lake George. Wow. All right. Now this haunted. <laughs> <laughs> now this haunted hotel was actually named one of the top 10 most haunted hotels in the United States by today. Like today, like NBC today. Oh. <laughs> I believe that's what it says. So. No, I was like, they named it. Just today. Just as of today, as of as right of this today. second. So the Sagamore Hotel first opened its doors in 1883. It was financed by a few prominent Lake George summer residents. Um, it attracted the area's wealthier clientele and was one of the most luxurious lodgings mm. in the area. Built in Queen Anne style in mm. the Victoria era resort. Again, Queen Anne style. <laughs> we know very much a lot about this. Yeah. To learn more about this, go <laughs> to, to our, our other podcast. Go to our architecture podcast. <laughs> I swear it's going to be the best podcast of two people who know nothing, nothing about, about architecture, architecture talking about architecture. Maybe this is what our TikTok starts as. <laughs> This is where our TikTok this is what TikTok. This, what this, is. Is, this is what the people want. It's each each TikTok is we so we take a style mm-hmm. and say what we think it is yeah. before we post what it actually is. Yes. Yes, done. Get ready for our TikTok. It's coming. It's coming soon, kiddos. Um and so um the the built in the Queen Anne style, the Victorian era resort is protected and listed on the National Register of Historical Places. Hmm. The hotel was named after the Sagamore, a Native American character in the James uh, Fenimore Cooper novel, The Last of the Mohicans. Oh, we mentioned James Fenimore Cooper uh, a couple weeks ago when Mary Rogers was killed. There it is. Several of the islands uh, around Lake George are also named after characters from the book. Hmm. Weird. The Sagamore, though, had a bit of bad luck um, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Uh, In 1893, it was damaged by a fire. Okay. And then in 1914, it was damaged by a fire. Uh, <laughs> so it had a uh, it had a fire problem. I'm hearing back to back. I did manage to find an article Ooh. from a local newspaper covering the second fire. It's Ooh. from a newspaper called The Sun. Christina, Ooh. would you like to read yes, from this local newspaper? Uh, how shall I, how, what what accent does this local newspaper uh, write in? We're about um, to find out. <clears throat> God. When, April when, 3rd, 1914. April 13th, 1914. Sagamore Hotel destroyed by fire. The palatial Sagamore Hotel at Bolton, the largest summer hotel on Lake George and one of the largest in the Adirondacks, was destroyed by fire the morning of April 12th, 1914, with a loss estimated at approximately $350,000. And the impression prevails in Bolton that incendiarism is the cause. 
It is said that the fire started from the outside near the dining room on the southeast side of the building, although this could not be definitively learned immediately after the fire. The fire was discovered about 2.40 o'clock in the morning. What? 240 o'clock. Right. 240 <laughs> in the morning. Okay. Uh, the fire was discovered about 240 o'clock a.m. <laughs> by J. Wilson Ward, and the building was par- practically destroyed within 40 minutes. Wow. That's a fast it's a burn. Of, building this is a build, burn, building yeah. and a fast burn of fire. Mr. Ward notified the telephone operator who aroused all the men. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Are you up? Are you up? There's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're adults. We're better than this. <laughs> Here as all the Mr. Ward notified all the telephone. Well, he yeah. aroused all the men yep, in the village. A bucket brigade was formed, but the flames had gained such a great start that it was impossible to save the building or any of the contents. The fire spread rapidly from the middle of the structure, and at four o'clock, all that was left of the once famous hostelry were the smoldering embers. This accent got, went, went, went <laughs> for a ride. <laughs> it was like new old-time reporter, and they got real southern. <laughs> Smaldron embers. Oh, the vapors. The laundry and the boiler room were saved, as were the stables and the six cottages on the property. S.G. Finkel, the caretaker, was in Schenectady when the tragedy occurred and could offer no explanation as to the probable cause of the conflagration. The fire was a spectacular one, throwing a reflection into the sky which could plainly be seen in Glens Falls. The Sagamore was a three-story wooden building. Oh, they like the podcast too, the New York architecture part. <laughs> oh, they love it. They love it. The Sagamore was a three-story wooden building and contained 350 rooms. Many improvements had been made during the winter. About $800 was spent to repaint the structure and about $2,000 was expended on the dock. The hotel, which was built 21 years ago in 1893, to replace the old Sagamore Hotel, was one of the most popular of the Queen of American Lakes and was generally filled to capacity during the season. Wow, I really did go on a... I don't know that journey. one. It was a journey. <laughs> yeah, you were here. You were here. And then, yeah, we were here. And then, and then you were here. <laughs> it was a weird journey that took. It was like. a really weird journey. Um, so, yeah. So, it after the second fire, good. as we hear, um, the the hotel is basically just destroyed. Ashes. There's some stuff left over, but they need to uh, repair it so much that it was basically a, a new rebuild. Right. They built the whole thing back up again. Uh, that was done in 1921, early 1921, by a group of investors, including Dr. William G. Beckers, one of the hotel's early stockholders, Adolph Ox, the owner and publisher of the New York Times hey. at the time, and Dr. Willie Mayers, a New York surgeon, and William H. Bixby, a St. Louis industrialist. Doesn't that sound familiar, Bixby? Right. Or maybe it's just because he would have sounded a bit like the way I was reading. Nope. 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 As well as a prominent architect and engineer by the name of Robert Rhinelander to oversee the reconstruction of the resort. By 1930, the Sagamore continued to thrive for the decades, despite ha- uh, this renovation happening during the Great Depression. Damn. So that's pretty good. Well, that's you know, the Great good. Depression, the rich were, were decently okay. Right. I mean, just, when you have all the money, it's hard it's yeah. hard to not have all the money. It's like I thought everyone was poor. No, 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 no. Not that. Not the poor got poorer. The poor got poorer, and the rich just stayed pretty filthy rich. rich. <laughs> Throughout its extensive history, the Sagamore had been uh, a social center for wealthy tourists and residents of Millionaire's Row, the line of massive mansions along Lake George on the western shore. 
in 1981, the hotel's posh reputation fell into despair, and it closed its stately doors in the same year. A couple years later, in 1983, nearly 100 years after it was first constructed, builder and real estate developer Norman Wolgan of Philadelphia purchased the resort and painstakingly restored it. Hmm. The resort today is managed by Delray Beach, Florida-based Ocean Properties, which purchased the resort in 2008. So there's a few stories of hauntings of this resort and this hotel. They're a little disjointed, but I did my darndest to like put them all together together. and and make them work. And the first comes from the pages of this book called Haunted Hotels by Tom Ogden. And I actually got this book uh, from my brother for my birthday. Thanks, Dan. He literally was like, I got you this year. I figured you'd appreciate it. And I was like, and it's like a book of all these haunted hotels. And I was like, I'm New York, New York. York, York. (laughs) Oh, great. There's two New York hotels. Got to cover those. Um, And so, um, yeah. And so I was excited to to get into it. And so um, this the book tells a story of a couple named Pam and Johnny. They don't have last names. There's no year. Just bear with me, everyone. Okay. It's in a book. It has to be true. true. Right. Um, Pam and Johnny were desperately in need of a break. And they decided to travel to Lake George. It was January. It was cold. Look at us go. Um, And if you're not going to where it's warm, you at least want to go someplace cozy. Right. Right? Like, that's kind of like the... I like calling it like a winter retreat. Aw. That's that's what I call it. When I I don't go warm, I'll go someplace that's still cold, but it's a winter retreat. Right. A retreat from the current winter into more winter, I guess. (laughs) Um, The couple lived a few miles outside Albany. Uh, so they knew where they wanted to go. They were going to go straight up I-87 into the Adirondacks. Uh, the views heading up the patch of the road were apparently gorgeous at that time of the year. Um, January, I don't, I, I mean, snowy, snowy, I like gorgeous, like the water, which is had that the crisp of the cold, right? All that jazz, beautiful, love it. And then the destination was Lake George. And how beautiful was Lake George, you may ask, Christina? How beautiful was it? Well, Thomas Jefferson, famous president and racist, wrote his daughter in 1791 saying that Lake George was, quote, without comparison, the most beautiful water he had ever seen. He described the lake as being, quote, interspersed with islands, its water limpid as crystal, and the mountainsides covered with rich groves. Wow. I want to go there. Yeah, it's not. I, I I've I've never been either. My friend goes there every summer with It'll her family. But New York Machine Machine Retreat. There. Ooh. We'll, we'll go to the hotel. No. Christina never wants to go to the haunted I places. I don't want. We've been over this. I don't want to bring anything home with me. She always thinks things come home with you. Do you know how rare that is? I don't. Do you know how take many haunted risk. places I've been? Yeah, not thrilled about that. So many. Nope. Mm-mm. All the time. That's terrible. I lived with a ghost in Philadelphia. Yeah, I hate that. Literally, literally the consider ghost. yourself lucky it didn't like get that, too attached for that story episode one the new machine <laughs> I, uh, I told that story in episode one where I lived with a ghost um god he was annoying so annoying um speaking of TikTok I found this guy who's currently living with a ghost it's a fascinating TikTok thing I really want to like get in touch with him oh there's a ghost who lives in its closet 
Oh. I can't think of the the the. the well, I'll, when I find the TikTok user, I'll, I'll shout out for you guys. You can follow him. It's basically there's a ghost that lives in his closet and it bangs on the closet door oh, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. That's all it does. That's doesn't do anything else. I hate it. He's put like cameras in the closet. He's done everything he can. He and he catches some stuff. Every, he he once caught the door opening on its own. But nothing else, no figures or anything. But like his bangs, 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 and he has to like open the door for it to stop banging. And he's like research. He's tried to debunk it through every way, shape, or form. It's fascinating. I'll send it to you guys. I'll send you the the um the uh, the handle on on social media. It's a really interesting find. You won't like it. I hate it. But um, <laughs> sorry, that was a weird tangent. Johnny and Pam. Johnny and Pam. Um, so they drive across the short bridge connecting the village of Bolton Landing to Green Island. And uh, they get to Green Island. They get to the front desk. And then they, they check in. And the pair head towards the elevator. Okay. They enter the elevator. And they push the floor button, as one does when they get in an elevator. Then something felt odd. See, they initially thought that they were alone in the tiny elevator. But when they looked over their shoulders, they were startled to see a man standing behind them. Oh, they could have swore that no one was in the elevator with them, but perhaps they thought they, you know, maybe they were just so excited they weren't paying attention. Not uncommon. Like if you're talking to someone, you kind yeah. of walk into an elevator and not really focused. There could be someone just chilling out. there. I guess. Really see. I don't know. I'm trying to be sure. devil's advocate here. So the guy who's in the elevator with them was a bit portly. Okay. Um, and he was wearing what appeared to be Quite an expensive brown suit with a gold watch attached to his vest, hmm. which that's class. That's class right there. there. Schmancy. But what made him stick out a bit was his huge handlebar mustache. Huh. Now, either this guy was from the 19th century or current day Williamsburg. One of the other. It's one of the other. It's like, are you from, a, are you a time traveler or do you live in Williamsburg? <laughs> I'm not sure. In any case, Pam saw the guy first and immediately said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. The man just stared at her Ooh. and gave her a crooked smile. Yeek. As soon as he smiled, the elevator stopped. Oh, no. It no. was fine. It was on their floor. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it was their floor. They opened the door and they, they leave. So the couple steps out of the car. The, court, the, the door is closed. And uh, the rest of the afternoon was kind of fine. They settled into their room. They relaxed. They had some lunch. They um, So the day slowly turned into evening. But throughout the day, the entirety of that day, they couldn't put out of their mind the man from the elevator. Mm-hmm. They could not figure out who... Who had such luxurious mustaches. I'm like, was he there? Was right. he not there? For us both to not know, you know, it's I was weird. gonna say, if you're already questioning that... He wasn't there. He wasn't there. <laughs> So that night, as they headed to dinner at La Bella Vita, one of the one of the hotel six restaurants, That's a lot of restaurants, which, which is the beautiful life. Oh yeah, yeah that's quiet. They decided to inquire about the guy from the from the elevator to the hotel front desk. Mm-hmm. So they go to the hotel front desk, and they're you know they they say to themselves, you know, he looks so specific that the staff has to know who he was or at least remember checking him him, checking yeah. him in, right? Or maybe he's part of the staff. Maybe he's some kind of attraction, right? Maybe he's <laughs> like a reenactor or something okay. that they, they, they put in there to talk to the guests or to, yeah, I don't know, to like bring him back to a different time and right. weirder, stranger things have happened, sure. right? So they, they, they have all these ideas. Um, they go to the front desk 
And what they find out is not one of the things they, they thought it could have possibly have been. Okay. They go to the front desk and they say, who is the handlebar? Who's the guy with the handlebar mustache? And, you know, the guy with the period clothes and the clerk at the front desk simply says, oh, that's Walter. I'm like, oh. Walter. Well, who's, who's Walter? Oh, he's a ghost. <laughs> can you, can you even? Like, oh yeah, that's Walter, he's the ghost. No big. <laughs> he's, he's the ghost on staff. He's on retainer. He's on retainer. Gosh. All right. It's like, can you, it's like, um, what? One more time? It's the ghost, no worries. So then the clerk begins to talk about Walter. Uh, they say, quote, the first person to ever see the apparition was a female staff member who entered an empty elevator only to bump into an invisible presence lurking inside. As the young woman stared, a male figure slowly became visible. The clerk described the figure that had been described to him so many times before, and the man was a complete match. Everything from the brown suit, the gold watch, the handlebar mustache... I mean, especially the handlebar, handlebar mustache. That's a standout. He also had apparently reeked of cigars, which the young couple had noticed too. Hmm. Over time, the employees of the hotel had decided that the ghost was probably trying to find his way down to Trillium Bis, a restaurant that used to be a gentleman's smoking lounge. Huh. They also named him Walter, but that was not necessarily his name. They, <laughs> they just said, you look like a wolf. Yeah, they tried so many times to identify him, like, to no avail. They couldn't mm. find any record of him. They couldn't communicate with him, really. He just smiles at you creepily. So they're just like, yeah, it's Walter. Walter. So one day someone named him Walter, and it just stuck there. And to today they call him Walter. Wow, all right. Intrigued by the ghostly legend, Johnny and Pam decided to ask around to see if anyone else has seen Walter. Right. Um, by the time they left Sunday, their full weekend there, they didn't just discover stuff about Walter. They discovered that the Sagamore is home to at least five other spirits. What? We're gonna That's get, at least four too many. And we're going to get through all of them. Two of them were a married couple. Okay. And their apparel suggested that they came from the first decade the hotel was in operation. These two would come down from the second floor and make their way into Trillium Bis. Some accounts say that they would sit patiently for a few moments in the restaurant's reception area before completely disappearing. Hmm. Most versions of the story have them entering the dining room and breaking into a fight. Oh. It's hard to even read this. I l- the husband would violently throw his wife to the floor. Oh. Then, as she reached up to grab him, to grab at him, they both fade into nothingness. Are you kidding? Can you imagine you're sitting and a fight breaks out between a couple? You're like, oh my god, right? You, you can't throw your wife to the floor. You go, and then all of a sudden they just they're gone. Wow. They just fucking disappear. Also, I kind of love the idea that they're just like they just really like making a scene. And, and it's like it's, it's almost like like a reenactment. Like, yeah, they do it every night. It's like, yeah, oh, we're on, lady. We're on, <laughs> darling. It's time to do it's our scene. It's our, it's our scene. Um. So Pam and Johnny should be very happy um, they didn't run into another one of the ghosts at the hotel because there's one ghost that shows up in people's suites in the middle oh, of the no. night. Oh, no, 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 no. This ghost is that of a woman, but no one seems to know who she is or was. She appears all dressed in white. Mm-hmm. And where does she appear, you ask? Where does she appear? Well, Christina... It has been reported that she materializes by people's beds and leans over them. Oh, no. I can't. No. Just a vision. No. 
No, and, no, I hate that. It gets worse. No. When the startled guests awaken, she blows her icy breath onto their faces. No. First and foremost, fucking rude. Oh my gosh. So your your breath for what reason? Oh. Can you imagine all of a sudden? <sighs> no. Get out of here. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Other times, people report sensing a spirit but not seeing any around. They feel as if they are being watched and spend most of the night tossing and turning and not being able to sleep. Bad for business, too. Another story they learned was that of a sous chef who several years prior suddenly quit after making an almost unbelievable claim. Okay. He said he was at his station in Mr. Brown's pub when a tall blonde woman dressed in elegant white evening attire. Always a lady in white. Came into the kitchen. She marched up to the chef, spoke with him briefly, then stepped forward and walked right through him. Eee! Shocked, the chef looked behind him just in time to see the mysterious creature vanish from sight. He took off his apron and left. Good on him. Like, Fuck nope, no. Nope. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Ooh. Not gonna have a ghost walk through no. me and come back to work. What does that feel like? Cold, I guess. Ooh. And finally, there's a boy. Mm. There's always a boy. There's a boy. The Sagamore has an 18-hole par 70 championship golf course that was designed by Donald Ross in 1928. There is a ghost of a mischievous young lad dressed in 1950s clothing mm. who has been seen sneaking around the course, which is located across the causeway on the mainland. According to legend, the boy, when he was alive, used to earn spare change by finding lost balls and turning them in at the pro shop. Unfortunately for him, one day he didn't check uh, before he ran out into the street and was struck and killed by a car. Oh, no. You gotta look both ways. You're running across the street. <laughs> Victim blaming this little kid. <laughs> I'm not blaming him, but you know, look both but ways. Also. <laughs> Everyone, look both ways. These days, he still does the same thing, but he doesn't wait for the balls to go astray. He'll pick them up as soon as they are hit in the fairway and hide behind a tree. Then, when players approach, he'll laugh and throw balls at their feet. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's kind of good. Can you imagine that's kind of great. This little ghost kid. Screw you. Sightings of all six of the Sagamore ghosts have occurred often enough that their tales have become part of the hotel's legacy. Although the resort doesn't necessarily encourage the reputation, some sources place the Sagamore on the top ten list of haunted hotels in America. But guess what? What? We're not through yet. Oh. Because after reading Haunted Hotels, I did some more digging. And we're going to find out what I found and what I dug up after the break. If you ever look at our logo, you may notice a cute, furry, black and white creature hanging out the window. That's Ted. When he's not hanging out inside the New York Missing Machine, Ted is enjoying treats from BarkBox. BarkBox is the dog-obsessed company that's devoted to one goal, making dogs happy. It's a monthly subscription, totally customized box of themed toys and treats for your furry friends. BarkBox provides the best products, services, and content for pups and their people. 
Every box brings your dog more than $40 worth of toys and treats. Your first box ships immediately. Plus, BarkBox offers a 100% happy guarantee. If your pup isn't happy with their BarkBox, they'll work to make it right. So are you ready to spoil your pup with a BarkBox of their very own? If so, head over to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine. If you use our exclusive link, you'll get a free extra month of BarkBox valued at $35 when you sign up for multi-length plans. Oh, okay, okay, Tedward. I'll say it again for them. Head to www.barkbox.com slash nymysterymachine and get your pup some treats today. The New York Mystery Machine is brought to you in part by listeners like you. That's right. Head on over to our Patreon, and for as little as $3 a month, you can help keep the pod growing. By joining, you can access a whole bunch of cool stuff, such as mini-episodes, swag, exclusive playlists, and more. Head to www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine to find out more and become a patron. That's www.patreon.com slash nymysterymachine and join our ever-growing community today. All right, we are back. We're at the Sagamore Hotel all the way upstate by Lake George. It's gorgeous Lake George. It's got a whole bunch of uh, mischievous ghosts. Mischievous. There's people walking through people. There's people Ugh. doing fights. People throwing balls. Handlebar mustaches. <laughs> what a weird, like, motley crew of, yeah, of really. creatures. Kind of want to see them all just, in one room together, hanging out. Like, just doing, like, they like, a conference. All right, all right. <laughs> They're all, have a, they have, like, their their staff meeting. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, Look, we heard, like, the, the fight scenes getting stale, you guys. People are, like, seeing the same fight over right. and over again. You got to change it you, up. What if I threw her to the ground? You've been throwing her to the ground already. Okay. But what what if I threw her to the ground? Oh God, <laughs> never, you'll never change. This guy. This fucking guy. Uh, but um, the haunted history is nowhere near complete, right? Apparently, there have been ghostly apparitions in the main lobby for many years now. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there's a woman in her early 20s that is seen standing on the open porch. She looks down at the lake, watching the boats flow in and flow out. She's wearing a pinkish-brown dress with points of lace. Mm. Her name is Lillian. She was said to have stayed at the Hotel Sagamore during the first era of the hotel. She was known to have visited the hotel with friends in Philadelphia to go boating in the calm waters surrounding the hotel, but didn't uh, didn't, didn't return. Hmm. Oh, oh. Oh, so she presumably drowned or something like murdered that. her or something. Something happened. No information. No information. Okay. All right. Um, The second and third floor, apparently there's a man dressed in a long black coat. Hmm. He is witnessed walking frantically up and down the hallways. His phantom footsteps are heard day and night by the living guests. He is well known for his shiny leather shoes. He's also been sighted in the hallways by the spa. Oh, all right. Wants to, you know. Get a little relaxation in. Everyone needs a little relaxation. Especially if he's pacing frantically. He's like, we're pacing frantically. <laughs> now, with all these talks of hauntings, like, one thing I kept just wondering about. Yeah. Where's all the death? 
Yeah, that's a lot of ghosts. A lot of ghosts. And I mean, like, and here's, and granted, there was two fires. Right. And so a lady key. who I assume drowned, And the missing maybe. lady. Um, which, missing lady stuff, I always just, like, I don't know. Missing lady things sounds, could be, yeah. it could be whatever. Yeah. Sometimes, like, people give stories of things just to give stories. Sure. Right. But, like, I, like, was looking so heavily. Like, I typed in so many phrases that ended with murder, killing, yeah. death. And nothing? Not a lot. I did find one. Okay. There's one story in the mid-1930s. A maid was caught having an affair with a hotel guest and was promptly fired. You know, because you can't do that. Right. It's, it's frowned upon. Um, she went back to the room to inform the guest that she had been fired. And while she was explaining the situation to, to her lover, mm-hmm. um, his wife returned. Ooh. The husband then confessed to the, to, the, to the wife that he was having an affair and she wrestled the maid to the floor. Oh. And then smothered her with a pillow. <gasps> oh. That she pulled from the bed, killing her. Wow. Okay. I didn't see I actually didn't see that one coming. <laughs> the couple apparently booked it without telling anyone. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um they didn't tell anyone of the horrific murder that had taken place. <laughs> We're gonna get out of here they now. Just Bye. Left. The maid wasn't found until the next morning. Wow. And it was assumed that she had perished from a heart attack. They didn't yet realize that. She gotcha. was mailed out with a pillow. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, she was asphyxiated. 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 Um, that's huh. how she died. It wasn't a heart attack. <laughs> she wow. got killed. So some say that the maid still resides in the room mm. where she perished. And others say that it's not just the room, but the whole second floor itself. Ooh. That she's spotted moving up and down those hallways, but she's not able to leave the second floor. Okay, just so you know, if we ever do go to this place, um, I have a slew of rules about what rooms we can have and nothing None, on the second like, floor. Or the third floor. Oh, then, yeah. I don't even know how I'll many I'll sleep floors. in the lobby, maybe. No, not the lobby. Damn! The pink and brown lady who went Shit. missing. There's ghosts everywhere in this one. Damn it. Over the years, there's been other other guests who have reported things. Two women stayed at the hotel and ended up calling the resort after their stay was complete with a bunch of concerns. Their first question was, was the hotel haunted? Mm. Uh, because they both saw a man in their room watching them. Oh, God. <laughs> was was that a ghost or like was that- A creepy like dude. One of your staff members? Just curious. Um, in addition, they witnessed a spirit child running through the end of their bed into the bathroom. Oh, that sounds like uh, the, the, the the ball, ball boy, boy, probably. Uh, but neither of them reported feeling scared of the spirit. They just wanted to verify their experience. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wasn't scared. I'm was just kind of curious. Like, do you know about this? It's like, <laughs> it's especially like- the guy watching you. Like, wouldn't you immediately go downstairs and be like, hey. There's some dude looking at me in my bed, and I don't like it. Not not wait till your vacation's over, and then be like, hey, I didn't want to bother you, but. Um, I don't want to be a mother. Not to be like a total Karen, but. But there was a guy, was guy. staring at me in wow. my bed, and I want to know who he is. <laughs> was he a ghost? Was he a ghost? Was he a ghost, though? Which also, like, what an out to give. The hotel. <laughs> yes. Oh, fucking Yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Barry, get out of the room, Barry. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> but a ghost. Yeah, it was totally a ghost. Crazy <laughs> ghosts. Definitely not Barry. I mean, if it was, maybe it was Barry the ghost. <laughs> 
And uh, that's roughly it. There's been reports of ghost sightings at this hotel left and right. Like I said, wow. it's been reported as probably the top five haunted hotels in New York, top 10 in the country. Um, people who go to this hotel often come back with some sort of experience. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to other hotels that we, we, we've talked about on the show, right. other hotels and places we, we've talked about where it's hit or miss. Yeah. This is a lot of hits. You're guaranteed. People, <laughs> people are often go there. Now, granted, it's very common when when you are so sure you're going to see something that you will that will you will, yourself you'll to will see yourself something, to see yeah. something so there's also that we like to be smart and debunk stuff on our see, show here um if we go i'm going to will yourself not the other way. want yeah. to you're see gonna will it the other way yeah yeah that's fair no that person was totally real they just you know had a really big fight you didn't see them crawl out <laughs> afterwards i really want to do like our ghost tour we just go to a bunch of hotels <laughs> I want like I want to like apply for a grant that sends us to all these haunted Hotels. places. Just, <laughs> it's, it's, just a, it's, it's just you and Christina like going on a long vacation. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's for research. It's research though. It's for science. It's for research and science. We're not having fun. There's ghosts. No fun to be had. We're not playing backgammon. It's hard work. We're not playing backgammon. Christina's in the corner crying and praying really hard. <laughs> Christina's like covered in in, in crucifixes, yeah, just medallions, like and holy water. In holy water every ten minutes. She's chanting and singing Ave Maria. <laughs> it's a lot. I call Ed like Ed. Which one's she doing now? It's the Ave Maria. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Um, but if you're interested, uh, the, the 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 hotel, you know, it's open. You can go anytime you'd like. You um, do you? <laughs> you head on over to their website. Uh, you can Google Sagamore Hotel, and you can book yourself a stay at the Sagamore and see what you see. If you go to the golf course, you may see a little boy. If you go to your room, you may see all sorts of other things, or you may see nothing. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Sounds terrible. If you've ever been to the Sagamore, we love us. to hear from you. Um, if and, and 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 likewise, we always say we don't say it enough on the show. If you've been to any of these places or or have experienced any of these things, we'd love to talk yeah. about your stories. We'd love to dedicate a couple of episodes just telling stories from you guys. Yeah. Um. So we want to start um welcoming you guys to also send in your experiences. Um. As a little bit of addendum to the show, we're gonna start doing some episodes in which you can tell us about your your stories if they're New York based. Yeah. They're not New York based. Keep them to yourself. Keep them to yourself. No one cares. <laughs> so if you have any New York based story, and you'll, we're going to start posting this on our social medias. Uh, if you have any New York based um, spirit stories, haunting stories, aliens, all those things, let us know. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to talk about them on the show. Um, we can either talk to you on the show or you can just tell us your story and we'll tell we'll the tell world your story. Show. You can say anonymous. You can say not anonymous. It doesn't matter to us. But we'd love to, to, to hear about these little nitty gritty stories that happen all around New York. Uh, I know I've had my experiences and, and my experiences have been very interesting and special and so we'd love to talk more about yours so um if you're interested in doing that you know where to find us you head on over our social medias at ny mystery machine on instagram or on facebook at ny mysteries on twitter uh ny mystery machine uh dot gmail.com and soon we'll have a tiktok so stay <laughs> tuned get ready for that um next week are we uh we're in, we're in the winter holidays winter next holidays, week yeah a little, right. little uh, advent. Uh, yeah. So next week uh, is 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 our Christmas month, um, and we have a couple of episodes, and then um, you know, That's, leading over to uh, the Christmas. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I've been Adam Mays. I'm Christina Marinelli. And thank you, as always, for taking a ride on the New York Mystery Machine. I'm your host, but for good. Boom, 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 boom.